Hello, and welcome back to the Football Fools podcast. We're going to be doing episode 16, part two. Kind of a interesting uh, week for us because it's a lot of stuff to talk about this week, coaching news and whatnot. And that's actually we're going to be talking about this second episode um, is going to be the losers of week 17. And we're going to be talking about coaches and um, draft order and draft picks and stuff like that and who we think is a good fit maybe for coaches and uh, upcoming draft uh, draft picks. So we're going to go to John with the uh, first topic. Yeah, sure thing. And we're just going to kind of run through the draft order so that we can hit all of the loser teams from this year's NFL season, the guys that won't be moving on to the playoffs. Uh, first team on the list, the biggest loser, which – Whenever you have certain prospects in the draft, sometimes you might argue that the biggest winner. Uh, we have yep. the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars, who obviously they're going to be taking Trevor Lawrence with this one. Uh, but so not, not a lot to talk about on the pick front. And also, we're going to have a lot of time to talk about the draft. We don't, unless you have someone that's super uh, relevant for a team, we might not know, know that just yet. Uh, this is certainly one of those situations since Lawrence will be heading to the Jaguars. Uh, however, they did fire their coach today, Doug Marone, uh, parting ways after the 1-15 season. So I'll, I'll go to Mark with this one. Mark, do you see Jacksonville making any interesting moves uh, at the head coach position? Anyone that you think would be really good there? And also, I do want to bring up this part if we're going to talk for a minute about Jacksonville. They have a ton of draft capital. They have the first overall pick, the 21st pick that they got from the Rams for Jalen Ramsey. They have the 33rd overall pick, and they also have the 46th overall pick. So a lot of capital for them. So, Mark, uh, any coaches, and what do you think should be their strategy with all that capital? Um, well, obviously – I think Eric Bieniemy, who I, I know I said it before on the podcast, he'd be great to go to either whoever took Trevor Lawrence is where he should go because he's such an offensive mind. And I feel like he'd be great in developing a young quarterback such as him. And you don't want to waste, you know, one of the best prospects to come out of college in decades with a horrible coach that might ruin him in a sense. <clears throat> so I feel like the smart thing to do is to sell Bieniemy on hey, you get Trevor Lawrence, all these draft picks. We'll kind of let you do what you want. Um, and you can rebuild this team your way and create your own, you know, dynasty-type setup in a franchise that hasn't been good. So you know if, like, whatever coach goes there and turns it around, they did that. You know what I mean? They didn't inherit the reins. It's not like they took over uh, a great team. So I, I feel like they have to play it safe and and – sign Eric Bieniemy to a long-term deal and then draft Trevor Lawrence. All right. Awesome. I mean, I mean, Bieniemy is a, a definitely a hot candidate. I, I don't think that's the team I have earmarked for him, but not, not a bad idea at all. Like then the Jags do seem like they have pretty good skill players. So, so yeah, I mean, not, not, not a bad idea. Uh, Justin, do you have anything that you would, would see that would really excite you uh, for the Jags to do? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously they're going to take Trevor Lawrence, at least you would assume. Uh, I don't think the enemy is the, the, the right fit there. Not that he wouldn't be. I think any team that gets the enemy is going to be lucky and will probably do well. I just don't think he's the ideal fit. Uh, I think the, the rumor going around right now is that Urban Meyer is more than likely going to be the head coach of that team and probably going to happen. 
hard to argue with his pedigree. And like I said, I don't know a lot about college and I still know who Urban Meyer is. Um, but I think a good fit, at least as far as NFL coaches, because I do pay attention to that stuff. Uh, my ideal fit would be someone like Arthur Smith from the, uh, the Titans, the offensive coordinator for the Titans. I think he gets another uh, – he did what he did with another former first-round pick in Ryan Tannehill um, and a good running back and, you know, above-average receivers uh, said a lot about that offense because before um, – before uh why am i blanking jesus on their on their what's their head coach's name i talked about him Mike sorry yeah i don't know how i forgot that mike vrabel uh and arthur smith i think that team was pretty lackluster and they really didn't gain any other pieces except for like putting brian Tannehill at the starting spot and getting like aj brown um so i think arthur smith would be a good fit for them uh brian uh debol the offensive coordinator for the bills also probably a good fit i think he'd be the second candidate in my mind but uh arthur smith seems like a good fit for that team if not Urban Meyer. Okay. Uh, so, Ryan, any, any strong takes on them? If, if not, I definitely have one on Meyer. Yeah, not not really. You, you can go ahead. It's just I think you're absolutely right. They have so much uh, capital in the draft, and uh, it'll be interesting. I think they will make some trades. So, I, I would say with, with Urban Meyer being their coach, I don't like that at all. And And honestly, I actually don't like – any NFL team going for Urban Meyer. Um, hmm. I don't I don't think that it's a super high upside mood. So if you if you followed his career, which Justin said like he, he hasn't as much, he knows who he is. Uh, so Urban Meyer has left a couple of different teams, left has left him totally hanging. Uh, he's retired because of different health conditions, which, I mean, that, that's understandable, but that's obviously something if you're a team hiring that is at play as part of his history. I don't think that's a reliable guy. I don't think that there's a way that you're going to be able to, that he can prove to you that he's not going to walk out of the door after two years on the job. Um, and I, I think it would be a lot better, honestly, to go with like an Arthur Smith or someone like Justin said, that is going to be hungrier and has something to prove than someone that's Urban Meyer that's won at every level except for the NFL. Uh, it's And he has a job at Fox. It would be easier for him to walk away. I don't think that Meyer would be a, a great fit for anyone in the NFL at this time. Is he a great college coach? Yes. If a, a really good college job came open and he wanted to go back to that, the dude might win you a national title because that's something you can do in short order. NFL doesn't work the same way, though. Fair enough. Yeah, I hate Urban Meyer for the NFL for a lot of different reasons. One, he wants $12 million a year. Two, after he left Florida, a bunch of rumors came out saying that he didn't make, like, certain players go to, like, meetings and practices um, because he thought, like, they were fine without it, which, like, doesn't work in the NFL. Um, He had, like, a lot of rumors going around where he would, like, super controlled players and like be like you're on the team bus like i want you to sit down be quiet i don't want to hear a peep out of you and like he would do the same thing in like the chow hall like meetings or like uh for like dinners and lunches and stuff he didn't want to hear noise and that's not going to work with a bunch of grown men getting paid millions of dollars you know what i mean you can't like control people that much so i feel like it, it what he does in college he can get away with because these players need him in order to go to the pros, but in in the pros, they don't need him. Agreed. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, let, let's move on to our next pick. Uh, we eight minutes on the first pick, which that, that's kind of an important one. So it's totally fine on that. <laughs> <laughs> but next we have the New York Jets. Another team fired their head coach, Adam Gase clinching the number two overall pick. So I'll, I'll just go into it real quick. Ron, do you see them moving off of Sam Darnold and drafting a quarterback, or should they do a, a different strategy here? Yeah, I don't think they draft a quarterback, but I do think they will move on. I, I think uh, Stafford or someone free agency will go there. Um, Sam Darnold's not the guy. He never was. And I think they, with number two pick, I think they go – Offensive lineman or any, anywhere else, right? <laughs> <laughs> they can use any position, but I don't think they go quarterback number two. Okay, uh, yeah, I, like I, I don't see. I, I brought it up a couple weeks ago in the pod, and like uh, I'll be honest and kind of check my own opinion. I'm gonna watch more of Zach Wilson. I I think he could potentially be someone else, but also I didn't realize how small he is as well. Uh, so there might not be a great number two option at quarterback here. Like it might be Lawrence and everyone else, and I'm sure one of the guys would be good. But you kind of you don't want to if you're picking that high and you have a franchise that has that many needs, you certainly don't want to take a swing and just absolutely miss. Uh, what what about you, Mark? Do you think they're going to go quarterback, or do you see a different direction for them? I have a feeling they're they have two choices. They're either going to take Fields. I I don't think it'll be Wilson at all, due to some of the rumors that came out about him being spoiled, entitled, a bad teammate, stuff like that. Huh. Um, but I think you have to either take Fields or trade out of that number two pick. I don't see how you can justify taking anyone else except for maybe Penny Sewell out of uh, Oregon. Um, the line, the left tackle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Obviously, he's a great athlete, a bookend <laughs> left tackle. Probably one of the safest picks in this draft outside of Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I feel like you have to establish your future and get that quarterback. Ryan, yeah, are you, you yawning? That's not me. He was oh, so God. bored with like, my pick. I was like, I- <laughs> Really, he's bored with the prospect of the Jets having any sort of pick. <laughs> no, you know how, like, during the draft, how it says, like, it'll say team needs OL or, like, defensive lineman, yeah. or wide receiver? Yeah, they just should just put team for the Jets? <laughs> yeah, for, well, yeah. For, team, for the Jets. head coach, owner. Uh, yeah, I was literally going to say the Jets. It'll literally <laughs> say offense slash defense. <laughs> oh, my God. Can so, I just say it's about yeah. damn time that Adam Gase got fired. He's been on long overdue all year long. It, and you know what? The fact that they didn't fire him early on in the season is why they lost Trevor Lawrence. Hundred percent. You get you deserve it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have a ton to say about this team, and I'll try to keep it short. I never. I know I'm not very good at that. But I think whatever coach goes here, it's it's a death sentence. Okay, I don't care unless you sign this person to a ten year like Gruden deal. Um, no one that goes to this team has a chance to, to make it better. I don't care. They don't have enough picks. Um, they need to trade out of the second, the second, uh, second overall pick and get as much draft capital as they can for either this year or next year uh, or both. They, they, they're not going to do anything with the second pick. And I said that with uh, when they had the first pick with Trevor Lawrence, I just, and you guys um, didn't agree with me. 
I will double down on it and say that I don't think the Jets are in any position to be grabbing the best of any player and uh, taking it and, you know, expecting that person to do anything with their team. Um, short of the left tackle, I guess, because that's a good building block for really any team. So, and, and extremely hard to find. But kind of like what Ryan just said, I mean, with the Jets, you can honestly just – they could they, – the only way they should decide their first – if they do keep the second pick and don't trade it away, the way they should decide who they're going to draft is literally just taking the best available – obviously, Trevor Lawrence will be gone – the best available in any position and just putting all those names on a board, closing their eyes, and throwing a dart at a board. And whatever it lands on, they take that – the best linebacker, the best corner, the best, you know, second quarterback – Whatever they take, whatever they can get, because they could, they really can't miss. Um, the, the last time they even had a chance uh, was with Herm Edwards in the early 2000s, <laughs> when when that guy was taking Chad Pennington to the playoffs, you know. Yeah. And that whole franchise, there, I can't tell you the owner's name. I don't know, but he's they're trash. It's bad. Uh, uh, Christopher Johnson is the CEO. Yeah, sure. who cares? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, actually, he came out, speaking of him, he came out and said that, that uh, he is sick of losing, but he is a huge fan of Sam Darnold. Uh, and, but he's going to leave uh, Sam Darnold's future to the hands, uh, in the hands of uh, the GM, Joe Douglas. So, again, that should be all you really need to know about the Jets organization as a whole. They're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, that that team's a death sentence for whoever goes there. I don't, I don't envy anybody that that gets a job there at all. Yeah, and the the only and last thing I'll say about about the Jets in this one too, it yep. is a very Jets thing. They have the second overall pick, and and this isn't like the draft last year where there was a Chase Young sitting there, and you have yeah. somebody. It's like, oh well, at least we have someone that's like a legitimate All Pro right away. That there's not that there in this draft, and so. It's like you really are at risk of if you're not able to trade back and someone's desperate with a court, with getting a particular quarterback, then if you're not able to trade back and out of that, you might just be at risk of overdrafting someone and overpaying them. So very Jets move there. Uh, yeah. So let, let's move on. And this one's Adam Gase's other franchise. The Miami Dolphins have the third overall pick via a trade with the Houston Texans for Larry Tunzel. Hope that was worth it. Uh, so, uh, I guess we could talk a little bit about both teams here. We'll knock out the dolphins, but I, I guess the thing I'm most interested in here, like if, if you're Miami, you don't usually see a team that's coming off of 10 wins, having a top three pick. So what, what do you do with this pick here, Justin? Do they dare consider quarterback? Do you trade back or do you take the best available? What, anything that you see them needing here? Yeah, so with me at least on this, their defense, and again, we've said it many a times over, um, that their defense is pretty good. So they really, I don't think they need to address really that side of the ball, uh, maybe short of an edge rusher, which they could stand to maybe improve. Uh, I think it's offense on this one, and I think. Sorry, sorry, I was getting. I think you go either. uh, I think you go quarterback. I think they pull a Cardinals and get rid of the Josh Rosen to get the Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray. I think you get rid of, uh, I, I, I think you get rid of a Tua and trade him away and see if you can get anything for him. So there's got to be some stupid team out there, the Jets maybe, uh, that, are willing, <laughs> that are willing to take Tua off your hands. Um, or you go receiver or running back. I know third overall pick is extremely insane to take someone like 
uh, a, a Najee Harris or a Travis Etienne. Um, at- what about what about Devontae Smith? Yeah, exactly. That's where I was going. So you can take one of the receivers because I think that's what they're missing, really, besides the quarterback um, is a, a number one receiver because Devontae Parker is very good, and they have, you know, role players. They have uh, Gasecki and stuff like that, and those guys are okay, but I think they're missing a running back, a receiver, a number one receiver, and then a good quarterback. Um, I think that could that could change their – that could change – that could have been the difference between them being in the playoffs this year or not. So I think that's a good fit. Uh, for them, whichever one of the three positions they decide to take first. Yep. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. And and just to to be clear, Devonte Smith is, unless it's been updated, he's number four on the big board. So it's not like oh, it's a okay. crazy reach. Okay. Yeah. That makes that makes a lot of sense to me. Then I think you take someone like him and you give uh, some relief to Devonte Parker. And yeah. just think, he's not even the most explosive receiver on that team. Are you talking about Billingsley or whatever his name is? No, I'm talking about Jalen Waddle. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. They, I mean, he got hurt, dudes. but before he did, he had 25 catches for like 500 yards. He was uh, everybody, two yards a catch. Everybody honestly did say that. Like when the, even it was Rugs, Judy, Waddle, and Devontae Smith last year, there were people saying, "Well, you know, Jalen Waddle's the most explosive of all of them." So yeah. that 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 is a thing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I just like I said, I think I just think they're a really good offensive pick uh, away. And if they do go quarterback, it's kind of unfortunate for whoever steps into that spot. Um, I don't really pay attention to their left tackle spot ever since they got rid of Tunsil, but they did get rid of Tunsil. So if they do get a, a traditional right-handed quarterback, um, that might be a disadvantage for that person because they got rid of the best left tackle in the NFL um, right before they drafted a, a potentially a right-handed quarterback. You know. Fair enough. So uh, let's move on to another team, and, and we do need to go faster. Yeah. Uh, so, so Atlanta Falcons. I don't personally. I don't think they're moving off of Matt Ryan. I think they're going to try to figure something out. Uh, wh- where like he's still a functional quarterback, unless someone just came in with a crazy offer. Uh, so I, I think they're going to be looking elsewhere other than quarterback. This is also a team who is coming up with a new head coach, and I, I'll go through. I, I do actually have a take with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I know Justin already brought this guy up, but I kind of earmarked. I think Arthur Smith would be really good for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, part of the reason is he's got Derrick Henry, so you know t- whatever he, whatever that means certainly means a lot. The dude ran for two thousand yards. However, Smith is known for having a really good run scheme, and I feel like the Falcons are a team like they have great receivers. Uh, Gurley's still pretty decent running back, but they just need a little bit more balance. And I think if they have someone that can manufacture a strong running game and that way they become more of a ball control team, control more of the clock, I think that could be a really, really good future for them. Um, not Don't exactly have anyone figured out where that they could take right now at this pick. So not, not a huge take there, but uh, do any of you other guys have, have anything for Atlanta? I think they 100% go defense. Like line or back seven? Uh, probably anything. Cause they, they don't really have a good defense, do they? I can't uh, really name a standout yeah. player. Yeah, I mean, they've played better the last couple of weeks, but they, I don't think they have, like, any dominant play, individual players. Yeah, and I, I think on paper their offense is crazy. So so, so let, uh, let me throw this guy out here because I'm, I'm looking at the, the big board list. 
Uh, Micah Parsons, Ron, you might have heard of him, linebacker for Penn State. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of like, like Devin White, Buccaneers took him. Uh, I think linebackers <clears throat> are underrated. They can totally shut down the run, run game by themselves. Do you, you think that would be a good guy for that defense to take? Yeah, I, I think that'd be amazing. Uh, that's definitely a good possibility because Parsons for sure going top 10, I think. Uh, he's been sitting out. Hopefully he's not beefed up and ready for the winter, but <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been sitting out for quite a while. Uh, yeah, I think that's very possible. Uh yeah, that reminds me of the good old Devin Bush trade, Pittsburgh traded Broncos. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, man. We, got, we gave you a 20th skill for uh, 20th overall pick. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, move on. Let's move yeah. on. I, I got Let's nothing move. to say about that About that team, really. Um, I just think they keep Raheem Morris and roll with him. He seems to be doing a, a good job. All right. Do you, so- do you think uh, maybe the Falcons decide to move on from Julio? Yeah, and draft his heir apparent. Yeah, and Devonta Smith. Oh, whoa! Only they do only love, they because do love Bama receivers. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. I don't think they would do that, but only because Calvin Ridley has shown he's the number one receiver. And they, they'll do that, I believe. I think Julio Jones. They make a good trade. For yeah, that's him. yeah. Uh, but they drafted Calvin when they had Julio, who was the number one. So if they decide to move on from Julio, they might give Calvin that number two, knowing how like important of a role that is. I think I think they're chilling with Russell Gage and and, uh, and uh, Calvin Ridley if they move on from Julio. I don't think that's a pressing need. I think that's something you could address in a second round pick or next draft. They have needs everywhere else on the on the on the on the field that they would need to address first, in my opinion. And not a bad idea. I do that definitely has some some credibility to it. I think, but I I think there's needs elsewhere. Uh, primarily on the other side of the ball, they need to address first. Well, I said last week I think it would be a really great move for the Dolphins to go after Julio Jones, and they do have extra draft picks. Yeah. And this upcoming draft, they have, like, the 50th overall pick. Say they, they send that as the main thing and maybe another thing to, to the Falcons. Uh, I think that would be a really good swap off because – Yeah. Don't – not like you're just going to be able to grab Julio right out of the middle of the second round of the draft unless you, you hit an absolute star that everyone else ever looked. Like a Corlin uh, Sutton? Like, like a DK Metcalf, anything like that. Sure, man, so, whatever, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Hey, you know, if uh, the right quarterback's still on the board, if the Jets don't take him, I could see the Dolphins trading back a pick for Julio. Yeah. Give uh, – Give the Falcons their chance to go get their replacement for Matt Ryan. Oh, so just like that's it. Trade Julio to move up one pick. Yeah, that could I be. Mean, a... Normally, you would trade a second to move up one pick anyway. Yeah, yeah I mean, first, so that's probably a good one. And I mean, that you might have to draw some attention to the to the Dolphins potentially wanting a quarterback uh, to to gain any interest in that, and will it be willing to give up your uh, you know Hall of Fame receiver? Um, it to... might not be the Dolphins who want a quarterback. You could just say somebody else does. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. I guess that makes sense. You have to be. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, that has that has to burn. That has. You have to start a little. You have to start a fire with that. You have to get some some momentum behind it to get that going. Because otherwise, I don't think that's going to be a, something they're going to fall for with one pick ahead of them. I have the Panthers on the line. Do you really want to face Justin <laughs> Fields for the next decade? <laughs> they're like, ah, crap. Okay, take Julio. 
anything to get Julio out of the NFC South. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, who's so, the next the, pick, John? Yeah. So our our next two teams, they actually tied earlier in the year. It's just odd that they wound up right next to each other in the draft order. Fifth overall, we have the Bengals. Sixth overall, we have the Eagles. It's safe to say, neither one of these teams are going to be taking a quarterback. Uh, and seems like Doug Peterson and Zach Taylor are coming back. Very questionable decisions. I would probably fire both of them. Uh, however, that seems to be the reality with those teams. If you're the Bengals, take an offensive lineman. You, you just saw what happened to Joe Burrow. Don't. Don't fool around with it anymore. Get get your line better, and then worry about everything else later. Yeah. What about Philadelphia though? What? So they're not going quarterback, but how how do you even start to fix this mess? Let Let's go at Ryan since he's in the state. Uh, Philadelphia, they could use a receiver, but offensive lineman. Possible? I I bet they go O lineman. I would say. Okay. Um, I I don't know of any offensive linemen in college, but uh, probably all five at Penn State. Not really because they're really bad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do not bet on Penn State. Um, but yeah, I think Philly probably goes offensive lineman or anyone on defense because I don't think their defense is any good. They're and I think they lost. They obviously didn't want to beat Washington. They wanted. I think if they would have won, they would have gotten the ninth overall pick. Um. So I think they wanted that six spot, and yeah, they they need to do something. They're making some weird moves. Oh, let me let me throw somebody out there because it, his ranking is about in the area where they would be picking, and there's also been speculation here. So there's been talk the Eagles might trade Zach Ertz in the offseason because they, they don't want to give him an extension. Uh, what if they traded Ertz somewhere for a pick later in the draft, and then they took Florida's Kyle Pitts, the tight end, to replace him? Oof, that's good. I like that. Um, I love it. Yeah, that that makes a ton of sense. And I, I think the Zach Ertz thing has been rumored to like the Patriots just because they love tight ends. Um, so that's actually that makes a ton of sense to me at least. There's also been a bunch of rumors going around with like Zach Ertz being a problem in the locker room. Yeah, I doubt it, man. I don't know. His wife's more annoying on social media than he is. At least that's from what I've seen. Uh, But the Eagles are just one of those teams right now where they're just falling apart. I mean, I don't know if you heard the thing going around with Doug Peterson where they had to, like, hold back players who were, like, coming after him. On the sideline? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. This dude has, like, no grip over that organization. Yeah, it's I like, don't know why they would bring him back. It kind of feels like what they always say Mike Tomlin is every two years whenever someone makes a, a TikTok or, like, a Snapchat video. They're like, oh, he's losing control of the locker room. Except I think Tomlin's so, got a firm grasp on it. So I, Tomlin I guess, has, like, the pedigree and the Super Bowl win. You correct, know? yeah. Well, so does, so does Doug Peterson. I mean, so <laughs> does he. But do we really count that to him, or is that more of, like, Nick Foles just doing big – Nick full thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna say, uh, John? So yeah, I actually did just develop like a a foolish take on Peterson, yeah. but it, it is gonna be right. So <laughs> of course, I, I brought up it brought up a take earlier in the year how 
Atlanta basically wasted their season where they didn't fire Dan Quinn, and there was a lot of talk around it at the end of last season, and they decided to bring him back, and it was still a disaster, and they fired him. Yeah. That's going to happen to the Eagles if they bring back Peterson. Agreed. Like, rip the Band-Aid off, not working anymore, time to move on. But you know what? I don't like the Eagles, so uh, I'll I'll say it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't like them. Yeah, they, they can ruin they can ruin their season next year, and it'll be funny. And that's what's going to happen. Say week five next year, Doug Peterson will be fired. I uh, 100%. yeah, I agree. I this team is this. I think this team pisses me off the most, and I'm that's that's with like the Jets not firing Adam Gase, uh, the entire season. I think them keeping Doug Peterson pisses me off more than the Jets keeping Adam Gase past week three, um, this season. It is the biggest question mark in the NFL. It'll go down in history. It's got to be one of the weirdest coaching decisions made in history. I swear to you, it will. It's so, it's such a big question mark to me. And I think this, this, them keeping uh, Doug Peterson makes me love Joe judge more because I don't know if you guys have seen what Joe judge has been saying about, uh, about Doug Peterson and the Eagles. Uh, I love it. It's scathing, and I love it. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I would never disrespect the Eagle uh, or the, the the game of football the way the Eagles did. And he says, as long as I'm the head coach of the Giants, you'll never see such disrespect for the game. And it's just hilarious. He's absolutely roasting Doug Peterson. I love it. It's in division, and uh, a, a new head coach just roasting the hell out of a Super Bowl winning coach. And uh, it just doesn't make any sense, man. The guy made bad decisions. You just like you guys just said. Uh, the sideline was arguing with him. I think the whole Carson Wentz thing is really weird. And uh, benching benching uh, Hurts for what, – what, what is his name? Why am I blanking on it? I had two beers, but what, 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 what was his – Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, stu- yeah, okay, him. So it's just a really strange decision. I just heard today that they restructured uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson, former Bronco, for, uh, former Super Bowl 50 winner. Um they restructured their contracts with the intention of releasing them in the off season. Uh, this team's in full rebuild. They should be at least if you're sold on Jalen hurts as a starting quarterback. Cool. But besides Darius Slay and Jalen hurts, there's nothing there to, to build on right now. Right. All right. Let, let's move on to our next teams and, and we do have to go quicker. So I'm just going to call on one person for the next team and let them answer your question. Yeah, I think, let, let's wrap up the the rest of the top 10 yeah. and we'll finish the 11 through 18 when we count. Cool. So with the number seven pick and I wanted to segue when Justin, and I'll just rewind it back how uh, Zach Ertz's wife is more annoying on social media than him. <laughs> speaking, speaking of annoying wives on social media, Matt Stafford may be moving out of Detroit uh, in this offseason. There's a lot of rumors that he's going to be requesting a trade. Uh, and So I'm going to hit Mark with this one. Do you see Matt Stafford ultimately being on a team different from the Lions this offseason? And where do you see – do you see them with a particular good head coaching candidate? Um, yes to the first one, no to the second. Uh, so I, I hope – for Matt Stafford's sake that he's on a different team and I hope that team is not the Jets or you know one of these horrible organizations I hope he actually gets a shot on a decent team with a good head coach a good organization Um, because he's one of those guys like do you ever hear him complain about being on the Lions do you ever hear him like 
you know, pout or like just say the wrong things when he's been on a consistently horrible team. No, right. he deserves he deserves a winning season, like a good season. Um, so I really hope he's not on the team. Who he goes to, I have no idea. Um, I would hate for him to trade one bad organization for another, such as like the Broncos or something. Cool. Um, but uh, I do not think that the Lions are going to hire a great head coach. Whoever they do, they're going to miss on. They'll fire in two, three years, and uh, they'll move on to the next one. Yep. Well, Mark, what, what about this? Uh, I'll, I'll throw a quick trade at you. Uh, so Detroit has the seven pick. What if uh, what if the Patriots call them up and say we'll give you the fifteenth overall pick for Stafford and and maybe a little extra? Uh, I would be so happy for uh, Matt Stafford if he went to the Patriots and got to play under Belichick. Um, yes, he would be miserable, but he'd be winning. <laughs> so it's a lot better than being miserable and losing. Yeah, I, I think he like it. They they just have no skill players, but Stafford it like probably the easiest way to fix that is that you actually bring in a quarterback that's talented enough. He can make nobody's pretty good. And uh, I feel like Stafford is actually good enough to do that. So, I agree with that. So that might be a good team for him. Uh so let, let's move on to our, our next team. And uh, I'm, I'm saving the number nine pick for Justin. So Ryan's hey. going to get this one. Uh, the number eight overall pick, Carolina Panthers. Uh, I've been really impressed by this team this season. I think Matt Rule's a really good head coach. We talked about right before the podcast how Joe Brady's actually rumored to get some head coaching interviews. Uh, so, so Ryan – uh, the Panthers have to be excited with their progress this season. Do you see them uh, snagging anyone in the draft or any exciting all-season move that they can make to really uh, push their team towards being a contender? Yeah, so I think this is where we are going to see our second quarterback drafted. Okay, yeah. And I, I think the Panthers, uh, you know, Bridgewater's all right. He's a backup. Uh, this they need. I think this is where you're gonna see Fields or Trask. You're gonna see someone, uh, Fields, uh, get drafted here because, uh, yeah, they they need that guy. They don't have that guy right now. They're on. Uh, they're not a bad team, but they need to get going with a franchise quarterback. Yep, uh, their team that. I don't know if the quarterback's there, but if he is, that that's a team that that could kind of be lurking, that going for for guys to kind of up what they have there because it seems like they have a really solid roster for, or at least for a team who's picking this low, other than the quarterback situation. Yep. So, all right, all right, let's move on to the number nine team, uh, and this one's for you, Justin, yeah, real baby. close to home. Denver Broncos picking ninth overall. Is this another quarterback destination? Are they trading back? Do they need to trade up? What is Denver looking for here? So I don't know if you guys heard today, but John Elway stepped down slash probably got fired from his like main, you know what I mean? Parted ways. Yeah. Parted ways. I mean, he took a demotion essentially. I think that's a nice way of saying like, listen, bro, we could fire you, but you're so deeply engraved in, into this, into this franchise that we want to be nice to you. Um, I think they hire a GM. I think John said it earlier. Well, they're going to have to hire a GM, excuse me, but I think uh, Lewis Riddick, John, what were we talking about him earlier? Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. He's been interviewing for, for head 
All right, I'm sorry, head coach for GM job. Yeah, so, I think he'd be. I hadn't yeah. thought about it, but that that that's not a terrible idea. Yeah, I just uh, I, the what you told me from what you told me and what I what I looked up about him. Uh, dude has glowing reviews uh, from his peers, which is always interesting. Um, ESPN analyst, and we saw Mike what Mike Mayock's been able to do with the Raiders uh, from a, coming from a similar position. And uh, he was a former Eagles uh, director of player personnel, a pro personnel, excuse me. So um, I think that'd be cool for a GM spot for the Broncos. I think that'd be the, maybe the, the boost we needed as far as that in the draft, but in the draft, I think we take, um, I'm always a fan of the sexy picks. So I'd like to see, it's probably too early, but I think uh, Najee Harris, uh, Travis Etienne, uh, I really, I love running backs. So I think uh, if we do let Philip Lindsay go, I think that might be something, to potentially look at maybe nine's a little early, but I think the obvious uh, glaring holes for the Broncos are going to be cornerback, uh, maybe linebacker, but cornerback for sure. Um, our depth is not there. We've seen that through the last you know quarter of this quarter of the season. I think that's uh, that's where we should probably draft, take the best corner available. I think they'll still be there at nine, whoever that is. I don't, like I said, don't watch college. I think you go cornerback and get uh, your replacement for Bradley Roby, Chris Harris, and keep to leave. So, Justin, you may actually be familiar, at least with the name of the best corner available. So, number 12 on Mel, or I'm sorry, number 11 Mm -hmm. on Mel Kuyper's Big Bird, Mm -hmm. Big Board, (laughs) Big Bird, uh, is Patrick Sertan II, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I didn't realize he was like top, top corner. So, yeah, he's been top of the list this year. There's also a dude from Virginia Tech, not as familiar with that guy, but. I, I mean, uh, when I was kind of scrolling down through the list, I feel like that was kind of one of the first names that popped to me. It was like, oh, that actually makes sense with where they're positioned and where Denver's picking if they're not going to do something crazy at quarterback. Yeah, uh, the 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 third need on from NFL, at least, I think it said a lot of people have, you know, Broncos taking a quarterback potentially. I still think you get someone like Stafford, man. I I think Stafford would be a good fit for us. Um, he drops into an extremely high-powered offense, in my opinion, and probably most semi-reasonable people that aren't Broncos haters' opinion. Uh, I think it's a good fit for someone like Stafford. But I think wide res- or, uh, cornerbacks, the glaring glaring weakness there. Uh, in question, I guess, for you, John, or either of you guys, any of you guys, is, is nine too early for someone like one of the top two running backs in the draft? I'll let one of the other guys get it. I mean, if that's – if that's what you need, but I, I personally would never do that because I think running backs, I think it's all about offensive line. You have a good offensive line, you have a good running back. Mark. Yeah, for once, I'm going to agree with uh, Ryan 100% on that. I think <laughs> you can get a bargain running back in the third through fifth round, and as long as you have a decent offensive line, they will produce. Okay. I yeah, mean, I, Alvin I was... Kamara, third-round pick. Yeah, true. I mean, if you're lucky, you're lucky. I just – I don't know. The Broncos didn't have great. We drafted Royce Freeman in the third a couple of years ago. Philip Lindsay undrafted. And I think Melvin Gordon might have played just well enough through the season to trick us to trick him trick us into keeping him another year, the full next year. We actually have some uh, breaking Broncos news involving oh. Von Miller right now. No, good bad. Yeah, it is not good. Gosh. Uh, so his ex fiance uh, Megan Denise released a bunch of text messages that are allegedly allegedly from Von. And uh, they are pretty disturbing. So, who knows? Maybe you'll be drafting a replacement for him. Man, don't tell me that on, on pod. I need some what? time to process. 
I'm sorry to break your heart, Justin. <laughs> well, well, at least we uh, had a whole year of figuring out what life would be like without him anyway. And, you know, wor- worst case, we don't have to pay him. So, yeah. you know, bright, on the bright side. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not like like I was saying, nine's a little bit early for a running back in this draft. I don't think anyone's that transformational. Uh, I, I do feel like Denver and a lot of other teams honestly could use a running back that could carry the ball twenty or twenty plus times a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't think that that's the right move for them right now. They really have to find a way to bolster the quarterback position, like you were saying, whether that's draft somebody or focusing how you use that pick or other premium assets on how to improve the quarterback situation, even if it's just a really good quarterback competition, but you gotta, you gotta have that earmark for that overall. I think. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Let's move to our last team for our uh, draft preview tonight, picking number 10 overall, the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, a a team that's going to get a lot of coverage in the, the national media, like always, uh, so I, I guess the big question revolving around their offseason, and I'm going to give this one to Ryan, uh, what do they do with Dak Prescott? Do they give him the franchise tag again, do an extension, or I really don't think this is a good idea, or do they move on from him? So w- what do you see Dallas doing? Oh, man. Uh, I would definitely say franchise tag just because he obviously got hurt really bad. What was ankle? His ankle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, it's – Mm. they have to franchise tag him. They're not going to sign him big. He lost a lot of money, um, whether he likes it or not. Uh, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, they – do they go offensive line? Because what happened to Zeke? Zeke went from a top fantasy running back. I would – his name is famous, you know. <laughs> and, then, like, he's just – you think Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm thinking, oh, that's a great running back. Dude, running backs are weird. They regress at totally different times. And me and Justin yeah. have talked about this. We feel like each of the last two years, he has taken a step back. Like, he's not the same dude at all. He's not. You're right. And Ezekiel Elliott, and then not to go off on a different name, but Todd Gurley. Like, what happened to you guys? I honestly, I, I wouldn't have thought this coming into the season. I feel like Todd Gurley might be a little better than Zeke now. <laughs> Probably. Well, Z, uh, Todd Gurley had more touchdowns in the first half of the season than uh, Zeke did the entire year. So yeah, it, I I don't know. So I think maybe you give uh, Dak the franchise tag, keep Zeke back there. Pollard looks like he's taking his job though, and yeah. get an offensive line going. I I'm an offensive line guy. I I like uh, guys because I really think that that's the yeah, guys, offensive line. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where you build – you start build, building your team. Yeah, the the thing, just kind of looking at the board right now, it seems like there's a couple of highly ranked tackles, and it, it doesn't – and I know guard's not like a premium position. You have a, a Quentin Nelson every now and then, but – Seems like they're they're Sewell out of Oregon that's the top tackle, and then it's a real drop. So it doesn't seem like it's a great draft for offensive linemen. I do think the le- the Leatherwood dude out Alabama has probably gone up a little bit, uh, but might be kind of a, a tough draft if you need a offensive line quick fix. 
Yeah, if Cowboys don't know what to do, I think you're you're onto something. They should just draft someone from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Solid advice. Ryan Spires. Go, go all in on Alabama players. Well, I'm just confused yeah. why you led that with Ryan. Uh, not that you had to start with me in particular, but uh, this is a guy that didn't even know, uh, to, to quote Chris Collinsworth, here's a guy that didn't know who Dak, that, that didn't know, didn't know who Dak Prescott was last week. <laughs> that is true. He did forget about him. And I forgot. Yeah, I, I, I think the Cowboys should forget about him. And listen, I, <laughs> I think he would be the best thing for their organization if he comes back healthy. But I think Jerry Jones doesn't want to pay him a long contract, a long-term contract, and I think he won't play for a franchise tag. So at this point, I think you have to move on. If that ha- if that happens, the Broncos better move hell and earth to sign him. Yo, we <laughs> we we interviewed this dude three separate times before he was drafted. So there was some there's a connection there anyway. So that's not the most egregious thing I've ever heard. The most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um, it's uh, highly likely if they don't sign him that, that that the Broncos would make a push for him. I would think, and I'd hope so. Are you guys telling me that Andy Dalton is not the future? <laughs> Dude, people on analysts keep trying to shove Andy Dalton down my throat, and I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want everyone to hear it again. I just don't trust people with red hair. Ryan. So uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't think that's uh, even a good backup move. All right. So, so guys, let, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Justin, did we have any other guests? I, I realize my phone's oh, about to die, so we might have to, <laughs> to end this one. Sure. Um, yes. Let me see. Okay. Um, oh, schedules. So, like, you don't want to do gambling advice and stuff? You just want to straight end it, John? I thought we were doing the gambling advice for the playoffs. Just kidding. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Anyway. Uh, because I forgot who our guest was last week. Couldn't make it. Um, this next week we're going to have, wait for it. Future free agent coach, Doug Peterson on the show to tell us why he makes such bad decisions. Uh, <laughs> he is on the playoffs. So we're going to get his insight on, uh, on such calls as like benching Jalen hurts. Um, and, blackballing Carson Wentz from the NFL after winning him a Super Bowl and making him a highly sought after coach anyway. Um, yeah. So we're going to pick his brain this next week on the show. So look forward to that. Ladies and gents, Doug Peterson. All right. Well, hope everyone enjoyed this, uh, this episode and we'll, we'll be with y'all later in the week to discuss the playoffs. All right. See you guys on Thursday. Bye. Very foolish. Danger zone.